No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to High Hawks? Out of a owl? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? You should. You can. You totally. You should. You really should. should. Go. (laughs) You know what? Go to electricfishlights.com and check out what we're talking about. These are really amazing, handcrafted, custom lights. They're made with a thing called IQ technology, which stands for interlocking quadrilaterals. And it's made from upcycled vinyl like milk jug plastics. So check this out. You tell them what you want, what the design is. You could ask for a Grateful Dead bolt lamp or a steal your face or a hawk or an owl. Yeah. Which and is one of the latest ones they did that you can see over at their site. It's yeah, awesome. It's really cool. And um, they come with a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a 12-foot cord, and a hardware kit to hang the light. And check this out. Any NSR family member that gets the color-changing bulb upgrade, because they do have that, you get a limited edition No Simple Road Electric Fish Lights collaborative print. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you can even upgrade to a Bluetooth bulb if you want. So the light will not only look cool in your house, it will change colors, play it'll music. change colors to the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. We always, we fail to mention yeah, that. Yeah, it has a feature to There's set so to many the music features. so it flashes to the beat. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking cool. So go check them out, electricfishlights.com or go to at electricfishlights on Instagram. And when you check out, put in the promo code NSR and you're going to get 10% off your purchase. And make sure you get that color changing upgrade and get yourself a poster because it's pretty fucking dope what happens when you turn that color changing bulb on the poster. Yeah, it is. You're going to go walking into that first show or third show or something back in the same old shit you wore last year? I'm Hopefully not. not. No. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm going to go to Shop, shop tour, tour Bus. You're going to do that. <laughs> That's right. Why are you going to do that, Mel? I'm going to go pick up a dope new t-shirt, maybe a hoodie for the nighttime festivals, maybe some socks, a couple stickers to hand out and to put on my new water bottle. Okay. And uh, it's got some really dope Grateful Dead inspired artwork yeah it is the digital lots coolest grateful dead inspired merchandise and it doesn't just come in a mylar bag it comes no. in a one-of-a-kind hand-designed box with all kinds of cool extras on the inside of the box and, when, and you can personalize the box yeah and when i say cool extras that just like goes by your brain but check this out there's like 
trinkets and toys Stickers. and little weird additions candy. and candy. Yeah, candies and gum and erasers. I've gotten a little skeleton. I, I got, got a little cowboy action figure, an army man. I, I got a tiny little... I don't know what I got. <laughs> right? You could get a, you could well, get it was a like a little rubber toy, and I couldn't remember what it a was. A little finger no. dude. No, well, I did get a finger dude. Yeah, that so is true. You, you too can have a finger dude. No, it's fun stuff. Is it, what it is. It is. It's a little box of love, and if you put it in the promo code No Simple Road at Shop Tour Bus, No Simple Road, you are going to get free shipping because you and they are part of the No Simple Road family, and some lucky few of you are going to get a miracle cassette. Bootleg, bootleg. Wow. in your order. A bootleg. So go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and put in the promo code No Simple Road when you're checking out. Get yourself free shipping. You could get that Miracle Cassette Tape bootleg and you're going to have some really cool clothes to wear to that next show. I can't think of another podcast that makes sure that you're taken care of as far as your weed is concerned. Nope. And no. one that give, offers discounts. Yeah. So check this out. Define Premium Cannabis is a sponsor of No Simple Road, and they're giving the No Simple Road family 10% off every time you go in. So how do you get that, Apple? Well, when you come into one of our locations, we have one in Forest Grove and one in Hillsboro, where I'm at all the time. You come in there, tell us you're a listener. We will give you 10% off your purchase every time. First time in, you also get a free T-shirt, which you can wear That's that T-shirt cool. back in for an extra 5%. So if you play your cards right, you say you're a listener, you get 10%, wear that shirt, you get another 5 you walk out 15% discount yeah, on your that's purchase. That's pretty incredible. I, I, and let's just get it straight. We're talking about cannabis and cannabis-related products. That's right. That yes. define like premium edibles, cannabis. Edibles, topicals, like everything. Yeah, bath yeah. bombs, all kinds of fun stuff. You know what? So if you're in the Portland area and you haven't visited Define, it is one of the top three dispensaries, dispensaries in Oregon. That's a an actual fact. I didn't just make that shit up. And our brother Apple works there. So go check it out. Define Premium Cannabis. One in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. And we are having a three-day sale coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to celebrate Independence Day. We will be having a sale 20% all Almost all products. Some are already low enough that we can't discount them, but we will hook you up. Go take care of your head, man. Define premium cannabis. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, 
and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. No, that's, gotta, a, that's gotta, how it works. Yeah, you gotta owe me money for something. All right, I'll, we'll, we'll I, go let with me that. check my books. Hey, now, no simple road family. What's up? How's everybody doing? What's going on? That's Aaron and Mel and Apple. It's hot. It's fun. It's man. a hot one. <laughs> that's what's going on up here right now. We're we're here throwing down this intro, <laughs> and it is what it's. I was gonna say it's Wednesday. It's it's Monday. It's, <laughs> it's brain melting warp time. I wish it was Wednesday. It is Jesus. Monday. And we oh, wow. broke another record up here today, hey, from what I hear. Yeah, one it hit one thirteen out oh, in Hillsboro. It? it hit one sixteen in some areas down south. Wow! It is like or, got, Oregon's not used to this weather. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, hang Oregon on. isn't, hang and neither are its inhabitants. No, not <laughs> even a yeah, little there's bit. A lot of places with no ACs up there. You don't need AC up here normally, except for maybe like one weekend or one week out of the year. Well, here it is. Welcome to the week that you need AC. And also, welcome <laughs> to the week we have High Hawks. Yeah. Woo. Chad Staley from the High Hawks. Chad, I didn't get to meet you, but thanks for being on the show. This was super fun, man. The, when it, So Mel was in LA when we did this interview. And uh, it's just Apple and I. And when we were done, I like didn't want to hang up. I wanted to keep hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. This was another one. When you hear it in this conversation, it, it was like another, like a, a buddy we hadn't seen in a couple of years or something. And you talk about somebody that stays busy. <laughs> <laughs> runs a record company, manages artists, has several several bands. bands. Yeah, this is, he's doing a lot of stuff in the community. Does here. he? Is, is he? Yeah, he has a distillery. Yeah, he has a distillery. Yeah, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. Five now. oh th- five. No, I'm. I'll shut you're, up. You're just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna, ruin, gonna it. ruin it. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. There's no five oh anything. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. The five O's here. No, it's fucking hot, man. I. We moved from Vegas up to Portland, the heat Oregon. is following you guys. And <laughs> this was every day in Vegas from like June until October. And holy shit, man. Like being somewhere that's very green and it gets this warm, it's a different kind of hot. 
What's what's the different high? I now understand the thing that I used to get pissed off that people said when we lived in Vegas. When they would say, but it's a dry heat. I never got it because I lived there for so long. I'm like, it's fucking hot. It doesn't matter if it's dry or hot. Yeah. It does. It does. It does matter. Humidity. When you walk out in Vegas, you walked out where it was like you dried out. You were just like you opened your oven. You opened your oven. Yeah, you were dry. You couldn't even sweat because it literally it burned you. It scorches. (laughs) When it's humid, it does not scorch you, and it makes you feel like tacky and sticky and like like a towel that fell in the pool and wasn't wrung out. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly and how it's I heated feel today. Up. I, I got swamp ass walking a 30 second, 30, like four, okay, I exaggerate, not there, like 45 second walk from our front door at the dispensary to the employee parking lot. Just total swamp ass. By the time I got home, my back was completely drenched because yeah. leather, leather seats, the AC, I got, I got a 25 minute ride home. The AC was just starting to cool off the car oh, about man. the time I got off the freeway. It was just like, meh. Did you find the distillery now that we're talking about your swamp ass? Oh, yeah. I was, I was looking at it. Hold on. We'll come back to it. So oh, okay. Yeah, man. So, you know, here's the thing. Talking with Chad really made me appreciate, first of all, even more what the High Hawks have done with the album that they just put out. And if you haven't heard it, you need to go check this album out. It's amazing like seriously amazing music from them okay and here it here it is i can't believe i forgot that these are dope bottles. you got to go look it's lacrosse distilling it. company l-a-c-r-o-s-s-e lacrosse distilling company they're in wisconsin they're not shipping out yet but i think that may be something they're working on they're the ones that have the rock and rye yeah and then they're dope like dead inspired kind of bottles and stuff sounds amazing yeah so the high hawks new album is actually self-titled the high hawks and you, you just need to go listen to this and if you check out the their instagram profile um there's a video up there and it may be up on youtube as well but i saw it on their instagram for singing a mountain song and uh the video is a whole bunch of pictures that have been taken, I guess, while they were recording the album. And it's like a montage of their friendship, of the guys in the band. And uh, kind of a little story, uh, pictures kind of illustrating the lyrics to the song. And watching that video really impressed on me the meaning of what they were singing and also like took it to a new level and made me really feel the energy between the guys in the band. And then after talking with Chad and having a connection just like through Zoom, the way that we did, I I can only imagine that being friends with him and playing music with him, that energy comes through and that's why we're feeling it the way we feel it when we hear the music you get you get yeah, like what they're I mean? harnessing yeah. it putting it out and people are picking it up and and you you are right on youtube too as just looking because that's the one and you'll uh, he talks about that and this there is a there's a full show from uh fox theater in boulder colorado from october 18th 2019 and this is an amazing show it's almost a two-hour show and when we when i asked him about it he was like, oh, yeah, that was three days after we got together. They, they had just put this band together, and within three days, they got on stage, and they just kill it. 
and Tim Carbone on the fiddle during this. It's just so haunting and beautiful. Yeah, and then this band is no uh, has no shortage of talent. This check this out. It's it's Vince Herman from Leftover Salmon, Tim Carbone from Railroad Earth, so Chad from Hardworking Americans, Adam Gruel from Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, Brian Adams from Dead Fish Orchestra, and Will Trask from Great American Taxi. There's like a it says here there's 150 years of collective experience as professional touring musicians between them. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty. That's intense. a lot of years. Yeah. So you guys go listen to the album. It's super dope. Support these guys as they, you know, we're all getting back out there, starting to groove again. Things are happening. Moves are moves are being made. Dances are being danced. Feet are moving. So support them, man. They, you know, these musicians put it all on the line for us, and they pour their creativity out into these these digital mediums, and they need us to help them. And I mean, if twenty twenty proved anything, it's that our musical heroes and these guys that bust their ass are vulnerable and uh, need our support and help. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Mel, how you doing, babe? What's going on over there? I feel like I feel drunk without being drunk. I feel high without being high. Like I'm just <laughs> kind of out of it. I don't feel sick at all. It's nothing like that. I just feel out of touch with everything. Like I'm not... I'm not here (laughs) and I want to be present. I, I, I'm happy that we're recording today. This moment is a gift. That's why it's called the present. It's it's definitely a gift. I'm not, there's no anger. There's nothing. It's just a weird, like the heat really, usually I'm not bothered by it. And I'm, I'm not like to be a little bit warm is fine for me, but it's literally like sucking my energy. So once I got home yesterday, I was like, out I all I wanted to do was take a nap and then I got home I was like you know what I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna go I didn't do shit you, do shit. <laughs> you and I both went and I took went a nap. to the kitchen <laughs> and went to my bedroom <laughs> you know what I feel that the perfect word is for this I think I feel like a dullard like you're dull oh like dull yeah. senses dull like you can't like oh yeah yeah, it's dulled down just like it is it's such a strange thing like in vegas i mean no big deal i sit down in my little car and burn the back of my thighs because it's hot and burn like, your shit on the seat you belt. know not even put my ac on because it's so cold in the buildings that i wanted to warm up a little bit so i'm driving in like a little freaking heat box and here I am just what like my mentally wiped out. It's really what it is like mentally and physically wiped out. But all is well. Everything is good. Things are happening. You know, um, there's excitement to be had. There's all kinds of. What are you excited about? Um, well, I'm excited about one of our listeners coming to join us. That's what? first thing. We haven't We're, heard anything about this. What we are you have talking not. about? We have a special listener and we'll talk about the name after she gets here because <gasps> she will be on the show. We'll have a, uh-huh, she'll be joining yeah, us. She'll be joining us on the show, but she is flying from Florida to Portland to stay with us and we're going to do a little girls camping trip and have some fun. And Mel said I couldn't go. I never said you couldn't go. I just really it defeats wasn't the welcome. point of a girls camping exactly. trip. Exactly, a Dude. girls <laughs> oh. camping trip. Well, first of all, I never do that. Second of all, no, I'm kidding. I it's I'm so excited I'm totally because fine. I feel like um, my Quit pen crying. pal is coming to. Are you guys gonna stop or what? Yes, like, we'll stop. come on, we'll quit it. Come on, 
Are you going to ask me what you want and then you want to talk with amongst yourselves? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're talking you with hear you. Everybody out here, do you see what's going on around here? I'm sure you don't see it, but do you hear it? Yeah, she, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely hear it. It's fine. It's going to be fun. <laughs> a good time was had by all. No, you know what, man? She's flying across the country to come hang out. That's a huge deal. I'm glad she didn't come this week from Florida because oh, she would yeah. have been like, oh, yeah, it's humid and hot. No, that's not fun to come anywhere when it's 116 degrees. But yeah, she should be coming when the weather's better. And yeah. What made you decide to go do a camping trip? To have our own time together. And camping is fun in Oregon. We have and a lot yeah, of beautiful. Because I was like, yeah, exactly. I don't. I mean, our house is great and all, but who cares? It's a house. Let's go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go visit and explore. And like, because I was like trying to explain to her because she was like, oh, what, what's some great spots? And I'm like, I don't know. I've been here five years and I still don't fucking know what good spots are because every weekend we're here recording. So we really sacrifice a lot of our adventure and explore time because we are literally here in the studio or on the porch every weekend so that's one of the things I was like oh we'll do some day trips and I was like no because then you know you get started late and you don't feel like it if you're already out you're gonna do something but if you have to muster up the strength and have coffee and oh I gotta do my morning poop and then (laughs) like by that time it's 10 o'clock and you ain't doing shit so that does happen every time we're gonna get up and leave at 8 it's like 10 30 when you're finally leaving (laughs) so I just thought it would be super great to like be able to be alone and have some like talk to your friend and, and get to know her and have her get to know me even though she knows a lot more about me than I know, <laughs> but no, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be super fun. And is that weird to you? Like that part of it that like, I mean, we've had a lot of listeners come to the house and stay with we us have. We've, a lot. Actually. Yeah, we have more and, than a handful, which is said. and you've, you've been the one on the show that has the most difficulty with being exposed out there. Don't look at my goodies. Yeah. <laughs> but like, is that weird to you? Um, I, no, not specifically not with her because we are kind of like pen pals. We talk um, on the phone, we email back and forth, we DM, we share photos. So specifically with her, not so much, but I guess on occasion it can be, but it hasn't felt weird in a while because I feel like I've kind of... You're getting used to it. Yeah, we've kind well, of gotten over it And she's it a been bit. with us pretty much since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so entire show. So it's not show. like just she's been yeah, she's, communicating with you for a couple months. No. This has been years. Three no. plus years. Yeah, and so, yeah, like I guess it depends on the situation, but I've kind of, I truly have gotten used to that aspect of the show. I mean... And next time, when you, I know you're going to hear this, next time when you come to see us, me and Doug want you to bring your husband because we're going to do a dude's camping trip. Me and no, Doug? Like, me and Aaron. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you and Doug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm behind the eight ball. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. Me either. <laughs> okay, well, we, that just went somewhere else. But anyway, yes. Just, okay, yeah, maybe I didn't know. You just, you you just didn't you, say it right. Yeah, you said it You meant to say you and Aaron want to oh, go on a trip with her to Doug. Bring Doug. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, bring Doug. Okay, it's hot, and it's getting hotter in here. 
<laughs> hey, Carl, how's the weather? So yeah, everybody see. Open the door. Everybody up, sees what's happening around here. We're we're here, but we're kind of not. So at if the there same was time. a drawing of what's going on in here right now, the three of us would be podcasting, and there would be puddles underneath us, and we would all be <laughs> kind of like sideways and melting. That's yeah. what. Yeah, thirty years in the desert, and for three days of a little bit of heat, and we're hurting for certain. Well, I've been sissified up here. I like the <laughs> yeah, cold. I like the cold. I like the cold and the rain. That's why. I but honestly, if you walk down the stairs and go into the basement, it's it is like, like a, a literal like nothing's ever happened. Yeah, my it, room's like a meat locker. It's amazing down there. It's a winter wonderland it where is. Santa lives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it yes. fucking is down there, man. And it is like the. It's actually the South Pole because it's down. <laughs> it's not the North Pole. I live in the South Pole of the Chapladay House. Yeah, you do. Oh man, wow. I. I have to say, like, what are you excited for? Because you asked me what I was excited for, and that was one of the many. I'm, ex- that's I'm excited up. for her to come visit too. Yeah, that yeah, I. That's that's part the of, closest thing. Yeah, that's coming. That, up. That's why I mentioned it and because for the Fourth of July. Yeah. And well, I, and Sid's gonna be 26 years old. Everybody out there, like. <sighs> This week specifically, I've had a few instances. Well, I mean, I know it's Monday, but I guess this is the end of my week. So, but like I've had people be like, I thought you were 26, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a strange thing to think about my daughter turning 26 years old and having a grandbaby that's almost three years old. And Simon's going to be 19 coming up in August. And I don't feel old, like whatever that's supposed to mean. Like when people are like, I feel old. I don't feel like that. It's just like thinking about it is, I don't know what the word would be even. It's kind of like surreal. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it, I feel the same way. Yeah. I would think like you don't feel old enough. Like when that's people it. look at yes. you, like, that's, that's what people say yeah. that don't know. They're like, you're not old enough to have a 26 year old. And I mean, a reflection, I so it'd kind of be like, yeah, I don't get I that. don't feel old enough you're not a grandma. to have a 26 year yeah. old. I feel like we're the same age. I feel like we're sisters. I don't feel like I'm the mom because moms are like older and they've been through stuff and they accomplish stuff and whatever. And I'm like, what? That's we're- a weird perception of, of adults from a kid. Yeah. It's like that they have it all figured out and they know everything they're doing. Well, I don't know about figured out, but like they're just. They're in control. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I always felt like my parents had it on lock and come to find out they did not. No. <laughs> Even a little bit. No. But I, f- I always thought that it's as a grand kid. Illusion. Yeah, no shit. And yeah, that- so it's 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 like uh, it's nostalgic and exciting because you know every time around the baby's birthdays, I you know I get nostalgic and especially Sydney's. That was like when I was a kid, becoming a mom. That's a weird thing in itself. But then you know, like I said, we're gonna have a visitor. The concerts start this month. Like for us here, I know they've, yeah, I know they've already been happening back East and stuff, but like, so there's, it's nostalgic because there's a lot of things that are coming up that we haven't had for a while. Well, also, I mean, obviously this already happened, but it's an exciting thing that happened is we had a couple of folks that we met at Northwest String Summit um, invite us out to their property here in in oregon they've got like 25 acres out near mount hood and it is the most beautiful patch of land i have been on in a very long time like there's trees on this land. it's an arboretum yeah there's trees on this land that are from 
all over the world. So it's like Dr. Seuss land. And it's just like incredibly magical, sweet land. And these two are working really hard with just the two of them to turn this place into like a mini, mini Hornings hideout Yeah, to a concert venue. And um, so they invited Mel and I out there for the day just to go hang out, like have a picnic and talk and get to know each other. And it was super fucking fun, man. And it felt like we went camping. It did feel like home. that. If So that's another cool we were talking about. Um, does it feel weird people knowing you or whatever? So Tiff, um, I met Tiff with her daughter at Northwest String Summit. We were sitting um, looking at the stage and then next thing you know, I get a tap on the shoulder we start talking and then she reaches out, you know, a few weeks ago and we planned to meet them that just this past weekend. And it was, that was like meeting family. Yep. It was like, Oh, wh- we haven't seen each other in so long. How's it going? And just the sweetest people. Like I le- felt leaving like, do I need to pinch myself in the sense like that was like perfect. It was like a perfect mm-hmm. meeting. Yeah. Do you know what was, I mean? And it, it was cool too. Cause like normally if you, I, I don't know when we meet other couples, we're all hanging out together the whole time. And it wasn't like that. Like me and Ben went off and sat and had our own conversation while you guys did. And me and Tiff walked together for a little while and talked like we all got to know each other. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was really and I, great. And you guys, if you hear this, I really appreciate the invite out there. It was a really magical it day. And, and it all stemmed from Tiff listening to the universe, to that inner voice, you know. So just think about that. Whoever is listening to this that needs to hear that. Like sometimes you just reach out. You don't know what's going to happen. And something amazing happens. She was like, the universe has been telling me to, um, you know, send an invite to you and the NSR crew to come out and she did. We accepted. It was an amazing time. And I anticipate a huge future for us being just friends and helping them with their property and spending time on their property and mm-hmm. them with us. Yeah. Oregon is yeah. really been good. To really us, great. But and I got to say, I'd be remiss not to thank you guys for inviting me to, as we just covered a few minutes ago. I am a wimp when it comes to the heat. I stayed home in the AC. Santa doesn't do heat well, but I look very forward to, well, I've met you at String Summit. I look very yeah. forward to hanging out again, being family. Well, yeah. we have a Labor Day fun weekend plan, so out. that's going to be great. So, you know, you, talking about be, being excited for stuff, we have like, we have a bunch of shows coming up and we also have a bunch of interviews that I've really been looking forward to. Like a couple of people that I've always wanted to, like really always wanted to talk to, Skerrick is one of them. I think it's this weekend. We're talking to Skerrick. And on, on uh, I think on the 10th, we're talking to Chris Pandolfi. And uh, I'm ex- really excited to talk to him. We met real briefly at, String at, the, Summit. Uh, at the tweener stage at String Summit. Just introduced myself just because we're Osiris comrades, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, said hi. But I haven't got a chance to sit down and talk to him. And... Yonder Mountain String Band and the infamous String Dusters are our first show out of quarantine. So we're talking to Chris the week before our first show back with him. So he's ushering it's us back special. into the music scene. And, and I, he's part of the network, which is a yeah, big deal. It's a, it's a cousin, you know, it's a cousin, it's a brother. Yeah. And, you know, we're also 
things are happening with the, I haven't been really talking about it, but we're making headway on the John Medeski, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt podcast. We're going to be meeting this week regarding everything that's going on with that. So that's in the works and, and happy birthday, John and happy, happy birthday, birthday, John. John. <laughs> and happy belated birthday, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Yes. Jeff's was on father's day this year and John today. today. So happy birthday to those two. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's, an, that's perfect. <laughs> you can't say Amazing that any other way. <laughs> um, you know, so that's exciting. And I was telling you the other day, like on the porch, I didn't let myself get excited for shows, really. When when they started getting announced, I was happily buying tickets to them, no problem. And I would get excited for a moment, and then I would, like, lock it back up. Like, it, no, shit could still get canceled. You need to relax. And, like, it was far enough out to where I didn't want to drive myself nuts being, you know, looking forward to the future too much. Yeah. But, uh it's close enough now it's getting close enough now to where it's like i told apple this morning i feel like a fucking caged animal i was like let's go i'm, I'm ready to I go i always now. forget that you're the one who doesn't go out still right and he when he said it this morning he's pay, he's out there pacing back and forth and i was like like literally like a caged animal he was he was his few moments out of the cage he's pacing in the front yard and said that to me and i'm like oh my god dude I was like, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm very thankful to be able to leave the house every day, yes. go out, kind of have a work social life and stuff. That's so what at this first yeah. show back, yeah. you know, like, you know, uh, what is, it's not Crater Lake. There's a place in Arizona where they're like the meteor hit and it's a big crater. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the name of it, but I've gone there before. Right. So that. OK, so picture that. That's what's going to be wherever I'm dancing at the first show. What's going to be left when I leave, <laughs> that's what's going to be left <laughs> when I'm done. I have to coordinate it off. Yeah. It's going to be a tourist attraction. Yep. People are like going to come from miles around to see the energy that got blown out in this spot in 2021 on July 20th well, at Horning's Hideout. It, yeah, it's about to go down. So that's that's my excitement how about you apple you excited about anything i'm excited about it getting cooler tomorrow <laughs> that's the first thing it's gonna start that's cooling. Even closer yeah it's gonna start cooling down it's real funny when when your dad calls you from las vegas he called me this morning he did it the other day too which i always mess with him because he loves las vegas so do we we grew up there yeah. and everything but i always mess with it he'll be like oh my god it's 106 came take the dog for a walk and i'm like oh it's 78 up here it's Oh, it's rather balmy. So he calls me the other day and this morning. I this morning I answer and he's just like, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> like that. And I'm like, hey, dad. And I was like, what's up? I'm at work. He's like, I know you're at work. He's like, I just had to rub it in. It's only 101 here. So we are hotter in Vegas, but I'm looking very forward to it cooling down, getting back to normal. Like I said, we are blessed to be where we're at in we're our house. Right? Hey, I work with a whole lot of people. They have no AC where their house has Me got too. up to a hundred degrees or more in their house. That's just not safe. And they, yeah, a few of them pitched in to like, uh, you got hotel rooms with AC and stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's, it's bad for your health. Yeah. So, so that's going to be really nice. On top of that, I'm really looking forward to our visitor coming this weekend for the 4th of July and that, uh, Wednesday, 
Oregon gets to quit wearing masks. That's right. Ooh, Wednesday. That's right. I'm very excited about there. About we're that. waiting for Wednesday morning. We're taking down all our partitions and everything. We're not requiring masks anymore. Everything. It helps with the buildup to like going to concerts. And like you were just saying, like we weren't letting ourselves get excited because it was hard to when everything else in society was like, no, no, six feet. You can't do it. And now things are opening back up. We went to Costco. Me and Aaron went to Costco yesterday. We got there. We walk in. It was like 50-50, employees and patrons it does feel wearing and not wearing masks. And right? everybody was being cool. There's a few people with masks that look kind of a little worried. But it felt like normal. And it's allowing like the wave of things coming to be more real. Like, okay, yeah. I can put my little kid self out there and dad's going to pick me up to go to Disneyland. And he probably fucking is this time. <laughs> Your dad has he's to work gonna, late again. Yeah, he's not just driving on and oh, I can't do it again this weekend. So looking forward to the shows coming. I mean, July is the kickoff for everything. Yeah, it is. And then we're heading into like the rest of your week. We all, it's a joke around here. We probably said it a bunch of times on the podcast. We always joke holidays are right around the corner. They (laughs) they really are. They're like poking. I mean, 4th of July is kind of the first big one that kicks off holidays. And then we also, what Mel was just saying, it's a trip to think that like your, you guys, the four of you and the Schaefer family, all your birthdays are coming up. Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's always and, been like that. Yeah, she's going to be 26, which is... 26. And Simon's so, 19. Yeah, 26, it, It's going to be the 19. last year of you guys having a teenager. 19. He's got <gasps> one year left as a teen. Oh, shit. Oh. I hadn't thought because of Because to me, like, turning 18, you think you're an adult, but, but you're, you're no. 19. Meh. Once you hit 20, then that, like, teen cape you get to take it off and get That's rid true. of it and yeah one last year as a teen you had a cape yeah i didn't get you don't remember it cape. no i did i, my, I totally yeah still i mine. totally had a teen cape yeah, yeah. Shit, fuck cape. yeah. Want, me and mel are turning them into wonder twin power That's capes right. so you'll are. see that sometime <laughs> this festival season oh but yeah I'm, I'm just getting more excited about things like i've been t- last few intros on the show i've been a little more down and dealing with medical things mental things just figuring things out coming out of that and it, it's just getting more positive and like stronger feelings better feelings kind of getting back to my appleness to your my center C- my cbd-ness my <laughs> you found your cbd-ness my sheenness my, <laughs> my you know, winning you know. your tiger blood <laughs> yeah yeah you know all that so, so yeah wait would you I'm say you're excited you're... for like everything now I mean, my dad's talking about coming up and visiting again my mom's talking about it. my mom usually came up visited yeah. like every year and haven't seen her since 2019. So, like, you know, actually being able to see family and, as, you know, as our family's getting older, don't how, know how many times True. you're going to get to do that. And I'm looking forward to seeing mom, dad. So you're getting look closer really to excited. apple seed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, see that? And I'm looking really, really, really forward to the October trip to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Me I'm too. I'm looking forward to going back. What and are you seeing, going there for? Huh? What are you uh, going to Vegas for? Uh, to get a, a carne asada burrito from Roberto's. Oh, right. That's the I'm flying in for like a couple hours just to get a burrito that I made. Oh, and a Capriotti sandwich. Oh, oh that's non-spawns, it? Non-spawns, non-spawns, you okay. know, but they can, you send us coupons <laughs> if you want. Oh. What are you going there for? For, for real? fish. Yeah, Ooh, we are. Fishy, the, the fishies on Halloween. Oh, that's so man. great. Yeah, and to see family and friends. I'm going yes. for like six days to, and then 
that's going to be so dope. Aaron got us a bitch in Airbnb. <laughs> well, it is an Airbnb. <laughs> I guess it is. Airbnb in the towers right behind the MGM. We're like, the score. Yeah. There's a fucking yeah. ground score. What are we half. going afterwards? We're going to see the uh, Pink, Pink Talking fish. fish. Talking Fish right around the corner. It's going to be a hoot. I'm seeing um, everybody orchestra. I'm excited Everyone about orchestra that. Everyone orchestra in Eugene. Oh, yeah. With Lost the, Docs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you guys. <clears throat> There's a lot to be excited about. You know, I was DMing with Tim from driving tie-dye the other day. Mm. And we were talking about, I think I just asked them if they were coming out to the gorge or something. And uh, he was like, no, dude, there's so much going on back here right now. I I don't know if we're going to make it out West, but, um, and I, he was like asking me what we're up to. And I was like, yeah, so our uh, quarantine ends on the 30th of June. Like Oregon is opening up and he was like, holy shit, dude, I had no idea that you guys were still closed. That means he hasn't been listening. Like, <laughs> yeah, Tim, what the Damn fuck, it, man? Oh. He, I had no idea you guys were still closed, man. Like the perception around the country is so like, I shouldn't say perception, the, the viewpoint everybody's viewpoint is so different. Absolutely. All because, and has been this whole because time. Because our realities are all different right now. Yeah. Every yeah, like, each state, each is, state a different, is completely different. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, like that, that's a real fucking thing. That's that happened. That oh, yeah. it's nuts. So coming out of it is super exciting. And those of you that have already done it know what I'm talking about. And that, that anticipation, anticipation and excitement. And like, I, I really feel like it's like, legit being released from like confinement or prison or you know what I mean? Like I can, this is 10,000 steps down from the day you get released from prison. I can only imagine, but it's still comparable in the thought process of it. Like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to go get a beer and I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going, yeah, we've been incarcerated and, (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I can't wait to see all of you beautiful people smiling and sweating and laughing and dancing and talking during the music and all of it. And nothing for nothing to you. I, I, I love you guys and I, I, I love the little food carts at the festivals and stuff. I'm jonesing for a dump city dumpling. If you guys are listening, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Your little dumplings at the festivals are such. Oh. I never had one the whole time. You had like a, a million of them. I, that, yeah, I probably I ate didn't twenty have something of them. At I didn't have any either. Greg, oh. Greg had some from pigeons. Greg. We, we <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you helped him find the truck. <laughs> um, the coolest thing that I saw, it, it, it wasn't a food truck. It was like a a gypsy wagon. Like mm, literal gypsy yeah. wagon. And it was at it was oh, at Northwest String Summit. It was at Summer Meltdown and I think I saw it somewhere else. It was at Summer too. Meltdown? Yeah. Yeah. And they got the dude that does the, the does the they're doing the poker and everything. But it wasn't okay, check this out. This was super cool. So it was barter. It was gambling, <laughs> but you could bring anything. So like you could bring a button or a crystal or a, a an order of there dumplings. Was, there was kids at yeah. String Summit. There was and mostly was like kids at the trading. table at one time. They were laughing, and the guy was all dressed up like in that era of yeah. like a like a bartender saloon owner, and that it that was, was awesome. super rad. And it was like getting everybody involved in trading with each other and 
playing a fun game. Yeah. And it was so cool. That and, is very cool. And to see late night, that wagon with a bunch of wooks around it, swapping crystals and God knows what else. And, and crack. And they were all, that was a lively booth. Yeah. But like the whole time. I'm excited to see all that. I can't. I should, oh, shakedown. All the shenanigans. Oh my God. Like all the cool stuff that people have been making in anticipation for all this is going to be back out there. All the little Nick. Oh, Apple's going to be in fucking merch whore heaven. You better start saving money, man. Be careful. I think I need to join a group. <laughs> a support ahead, group? Ahead of time. What, do you, what oh. would you call it? MHA. Merch <laughs> Whores Anonymous. I quit paying rent. I live on the street. It's I have nowhere to with a w. I have nowhere to hang my posters. It was. It is. It's hot. I'm melting. Everybody out there is like, hey, Aaron, you're stupid. Not or ho. Hose is an yeah, H. Yeah, merch hose. All right, merch hose. <laughs> Are you ready to... Get your high hawk on. Well, we got yeah. to get, got to do the business. Real I know. Quick. I, I I know that. We're just gonna skip over the business. No, here. no, no. Because we have very important business this week. Oh, okay. First of all, if you dig No Simple Road and you want to help support us, the best financial way you can do that is to go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road, and we have two, not one, but two. two. New Patreon uh, subscribers. uh, 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 Ooh, Patreon subscribers. So I want to say first, a very special thank you to Daniel E., who signed up for 20 bucks. Because he's dope. Daniel, yo, man. Thank you, brother. I mean, a dollar is cool. 20 is fucking 20 times as cool. And you've got a collage coming your way from Mel. And you have our, our unbound, infinite love. And appreciation and I don't just say that like off the cuff tongue in cheek like for real man that means the fucking world to us that you're willing to put down a fucking $20 bill once a month that's special to hook us up to make sure that we can keep doing this man it means the world to yeah. Mel, Apple and me so thank Seriously. you brother from the bottom of my heart and to real. the whole family because yeah <laughs> Yeah. And he's in the hallway looking at me right now. He's like, fuck you, Apple. <laughs> also, an extra triple special thank you to Electro. Woo-woo. Electro. I appreciate your friendship, brother. You and I have been DMing on Instagram for a long time now. And uh, I hear you and I feel you, man. And I'm here for you. Thank you for being here for us. Thanks Three for times. putting ones and zeros in our account and listening to this show and for writing in, for being a friend to Aaron, we appreciate that. I appreciate that specifically. So thank you so much. Yeah, you've been with us for a while, yeah, dude. You have. It's, it's this. It's been fun. Yeah, it's this super fun. We have. So um, we do have a new. I know. I know. You do know. I do know. You did know it. I did know it. We All have right. a what? A but, new but, what? New. But new? check it out. Check it out. We'll talk about it in a minute. If if you feel moved, if the spirit is moving you, hallelujah! Woo! And you want to move. <laughs> And help no simple road. Go help to Patreon. No simple road move. That's right. Go to no <laughs> go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and become part of the no simple road yeah. chan donator clan. It's like that's right. It's like being in a in a secret society without the handshake. That's that's all I have to say about that. Um, also, if you want to do something for us that doesn't cost anything, you want to just like do us a solid and be cool, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five star. Five star review. 
And then when you're done tapping the five star thing, leave a little review like who did, who did it. Who done well, it? Who done like it? Uh, Grateful Two left us a review, and their heading is Mister Completely. Gosh, do I find your show a great way of spending my precious time? Oh wow! The greatest thing I have is time, and I love listening to your show. Thanks for doing what you do. All of all things, I like the pace of your show. You guys aren't in a hurry to get anywhere, oh. and I love that with the. L-O-V-E in caps. You guys think about anything and everything and can do that for an infinite amount of time. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Thank no you. hurry, and I like that. Life is short, so let's take our time, right? Right. I lived in Portland for 20 years, and I can appreciate the unique nature of the city. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Love you, man. Dude, Woo-hoo. thank you. That That, that is rad. so complimentary, that part. I mean, yeah. that we can talk about anything and everything, like, infinitely because that's what we do yeah, we do you know even when the mics are off it doesn't stop this no. is how no. our household is yeah well, once we stop the mics and we just continue that same conversation even longer outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true with with moments of like <sighs> in between yeah we get a couple Little, size here couple and there. size and quiet and just got to say to you dude if you're you, know, you lived here for 20 years you probably come or, back or, and visit I mean, let us know if you're up here visiting we can yeah may, maybe a female out that's, too grateful to that's true sorry didn't mean yeah yeah, yeah. come on man whoever Keep whoever you are grateful to thank you grateful for leaving that to. review if you want to be grateful to as well like them <laughs> <laughs> leave us a five-star review because that's super cool and that helps other people find out about the show and check this out i don't talk about this enough <clears throat> on the apple podcast app there's a subscribe button for our show hit that subscribe. hit that thing that Sorry, button. I got it. Hit it, tap it, mash it, press it. It's a, it, and it doesn't. It look. Here's the reason I tell you to do that. It's because when you do that, you get a notification when we put up a new episode. So like when Scarrick comes out, or High Hawks, or Chris Pandolfi, or and sometimes we do two shows in one week. So you'll be two, like two. on Monday, you'll be like, oh, a new show, and then Friday, like, whoa, a new show. Yeah. So subscribe to the show, and also, last but not least, well, no, I got two more things. Um. Now that shows are back, I was doing this last two summers ago, and a bunch of you took me up on this. If you want to help out and be part of the street team oh, at an yeah. upcoming show, send me an email at info at nosimpleroad.com. Send me your address. If you're in the United States, <laughs> send me your address, and I will mail you some flyers, and you can be part of the No Simple Road street team and hand those flyers out at your next show. And I will send you a little gift. For, That's dope. For I almost forgot about that because it's been a year and a half. Yeah, I forgot I'm about having, it too. It was, start, it was starting to get going strong too. Mm-hmm. Everybody and out there. Our Florida was friend has done that. Yeah, our yeah. Florida friend has done that quite sometimes for us. Yeah, she's rad. She's yes. and she's sneaky as fuck too. Oh, she's the best. Yeah, <laughs> she's hiding, the best. hiding them in hiding them in rain ponchos and shit. And uh, yeah, it's dope. She is sneaky. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I appreciate. Anybody that's sneaky like that, that mm-hmm. especially sneaky for us. Here, yeah. let, me, let me try it, see if I can remember. And then we have the tepid line. Ooh. It's 1-971-808-1524. What? what the fuck? I got it. I'm not the best number. I'm great at names, but not at numbers. So call the tepid line. It is 1-971-808-1524. And you can call. That is the line. We, we say all, it, you do whatever you want, Call in. We love getting those. 
because if anybody's familiar with those, first you see it in like Google, like not translated yet. It it it's it's like the dictating um, text message, and it just says all the wrong shit. And it's usually it's funny as hell. That's how we then got we get Donator. We see, yeah, we see that first, and then we listen to the actual recording, and it's always funny and fun. But the, you know, recipes, trip report that that's pretty soon. Everybody on the East Coast and down South, you're going to shows now. How dare you give us some trip in. report? That's we what have, I'm saying, yeah, we have not got to go to a show. You guys have. We've seen the fucking pictures. Call and like give us a trip report. And it's, or cool, a to, it's report. cool to hear the voices too, like right? of of the listeners. So maybe you've written in or whatever. You've already corresponded. Let's hear your awesome voice. Let's I know. Call several. us in the middle of a show when you're in that middle of the show and you're like, I'm so high, I can't work my phone. Dial that number, please. Yeah, lock it into your contacts and put it on your home screen before you leave for the concert. And then at set right, break, guys. call us and just it's babble in insanity. Yeah, and we'll play we'll it on love the show. It. So, but seriously, I've seen several of the No Simple Road family at J Rad, Billy Strings, Widespread Panic. Lots. All of it. Not one of y'all. It's called in 971 Dang, Damn, that's fucked up. I saw a challenge. Sounds like a challenge. It, those shows now. must have been bunk. Oh, yeah, I just threw down yeah, the bunk. Those shows yeah, are probably shows, not worth I mean, anything. I enjoyed watching some of the shows live yet, but I guess I did more than being there. No. <laughs> anyway, just ha, kidding. Ha, ha. Give us give us a holler, man. That would be cool to hear hear from Holla at your boy. Holla at your girl. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys, man. I'm really excited that we're heading back into more normal physical space. And thanks for saying that again. I can't get over that. The pace of the show. Yeah, we do take our grateful too. Thank you so much for saying that. 51 minutes to get to the, well, you want to know what's cool is that I always like that being from a rushing around family. Like (laughs) the fact that that's noticed is really something special. Thank you. The rushing around family. I just got to say one of my favorite scenes of of Melanie's mom says, can we hurry up and go so we can get back? Hurry up and go. <laughs> hurry up so we and can go hurry up and so we back. can hurry up and yeah. come back. And yeah. that's about pretty much anything. Well, we're going to hurry up and go so we can hurry up and get to the interview. So, yeah, we yeah. love you guys. We love you. Thank you for all that you do for us. Yeah. Thanks for uh, signing up on Patreon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for re- recommending us to your friends. Thanks for leaving reviews. Thanks for showing up week after week. Go we buy yourself you. a copy of the High Hawks new album. Yeah. And, uh, listen to this interview with chad because he's a dope human being and part of our family now so without further ado the no simple road crew gives you chad staley from the The high hawks
Chad, I'm Aaron. How you doing, man? Hey. Good, good to meet good you, brother. You. And then I, yeah, I'm, good you guys. I'm Apple, and we're, we're missing the third wheel. His wife, Melanie, is uh, off in L.A. visiting her grandson and daughter and son-in-law. She's on a horse right now. Yeah. Cool. She couldn't be here Sounds with us. Sounds good. Well, good to meet you, Aaron and Apple. You too, uh, man. Thanks for taking the time to talk. Yeah, man. Absolutely, dude. You too. You're you're a busy man. <laughs> Where are you at, Chad? Yeah, I gotta learn. I gotta start learning how to say no. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no. We like all of it, man. Keep doing it. Where Where are you at in the country? Uh, I'm currently living in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, I lived on the front range of Colorado for 25 years. And then about four years ago, moved here to La Crosse, Wisconsin to help start a distillery. We just, <laughs> I Apple saw just that showed this me. morning. I kind of do like some research and stuff. And that was something new. I just discovered this morning. I mean, of course we've listened to you in many configurations over the years, but that was new. I was like, wait, and it sounds dope. Like, I mean, the, the bottling and everything, it's just like old fashioned. Like it's, it's yeah. awesome. Cool. Right on. Well, I'm glad you discovered that. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I would insulate music business with, uh, with beverages and then a pandemic. That was like the two worst things to be in. Last year. <laughs> Life is filled with great decisions, isn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Chad. For um for all the people that are listening that don't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself to them? Sure. Hey, Chad Staley here, um, keyboard player and one of the songwriters in the High Hawks. That's kind of the the current main ride I'm on. Um, also playing a band called Great American Taxi, and have been in a band called Hardworking Americans. Yeah, you have. Uh, um, I manage some artists for a company called Gold Mountain Entertainment that we manage Todd Snyder and the Band of Heathens and Ronnie Millsap and Chicago wow. Farmer, um, a songwriter named Reed Fail, a bunch of great artists. And then uh, also help run a record label called Low High Records. And this new High Hawks album is out on Low High Records. Congrats on the release of the album, man. It Thanks is, so much. It's so fucking great. It's so good. Yeah, this it's is so good. This was very timely because it just came out yesterday, and that's I usually yeah. like last night. I after a long week work, I come home, have some cocktails out on the patio, and you know do some research and listen. So it was great taking cool. it in last night. Right on. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of work getting up to yesterday, and still a lot of work to do. But we're really excited so far with how the the album's been received and getting a lot of radio airplay across the country and been getting some pretty good reviews so we're excited about what's ahead with this new new project so chad that's a thing like radio airplay for americana jam music is a thing mm -hmm. like where where is yeah. that played i didn't i had no idea yeah so uh you know, a lot of it happens on independent and community radio and NPR affiliates, but also a lot of AAA non-com stations are crossing over into Americana just because that genre has really kind of come to the forefront. You know, I think like artists like Jason Isbell and, um, you know, Todd Snyder himself, a lot of these, a lot of these leaders in our scene have, have like their music is reaching more people. So there's like, there's like 130 stations across the country that are Americana reporters. Oh, wow. And then uh, there's like an additional 70. There's close to 200 stations that play this format of Americana music, for lack of a better term. That's a wow. trip. I had no idea. I mean, like here, we live in Portland, Oregon, 
And like cool. here, we have a couple of independent radio stations that, that occasionally play stuff. But I, sure. as far as the music business goes, I didn't think that that was still a viable stream to get music out to people. I, I thought it was all like social media and word of mouth at this point and the internet. Yeah, and Spotify too, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, no, it, it's it's a living, breathing thing. Uh, the, you know, the Americana Music Association, Americana.org, um, they have an Americana chart that started, they didn't start it, they kind of picked it up and took it over, but it, it started about 20 years ago now, I want to say. Uh, Rob Bleedstein was behind oh, that. Okay. Rob, the been a publicist and worked with David Grisman mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of other great acts. Rob was at the forefront of that, of helping start that chart and that format. And uh, it's tracked. There's now a singles chart and an album format. Oh, Most of those stations go by an album format and the program directors kind of choose what they want off of these albums. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. And it's been a big boost to, uh, to our scene. And then some of the XM stations too, uh, Sirius XM outlaw country, Jeremy Tepper runs that station there and they play a ton of Americana in addition to like the outlaw country and independent country stuff. So that dude, that's, that's rad. Like I've been into the dead scene since 89 and bluegrass was always like on the periphery of my world. And not until moving up here, did I really like, hate, doing this but get it you know like yeah. it never really clicked until we went to northwest string summit yeah and and i was like oh shit okay this is yeah. this is fucking awesome i yeah. want all of it yeah yeah it's like dead lot those those bluegrass festivals were the closest thing i found to going to a grateful dead show and being on the lot hanging with all those good people you know yeah and, man uh, it, about, i'm about the same 87 or 88 was when i got into the grateful dead and that was all she wrote. You know, when I was in college, people would go to Mexico and Florida for spring break. I'd go on dead tour. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't bother going to college. I just like, I went to my first show, went home after that show and sold everything and bought a bus and went on the road. I was like, fuck everything else. I'm, I'm done. What was your, what was your Absolutely, first? Man, that, that taste of freedom. I don't know what it is Dude. that, you know, that's what bit me when I, when I got out there. I mean, I love the music, but when I got out there and like, saw these people living this life out on the road and selling grilled cheese or bags of weed or whatever to like get to the next show. And it was like, really, that's what these people are doing. They don't have jobs really. They just get to hang out with all these great people and see awesome music every night. I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so going from that to being a touring musician, what was the, what was the start of you playing? Um, Well, it's, I mean, I was a kid, you know, I went to a little Lutheran grade school and they pushed music really big in terms of like singing hymns. And we had to learn to play recorder in like fourth grade already and read notes and stuff. And then my dad bought us a piano. I was probably like 10 or 11 or something. And he bought a piano and, you know, forced us to take lessons and said, you'll thank me someday. I don't think he knew what can of worms he was opening. Um, (laughs) But then by like 16, I started trying to pick up the guitar a little bit too. And, and, and 
actually started to play an open mic and kind of ended up our band uh this band we had Sunnyview road would kind of host this open mic in this bar we were all 16 or 17 oh, i don't shit. know how they were allowing us in there to do that but we did and we did it religiously for many tuesday nights and then got to college out in fort collins colorado and started putting bands together and playing house parties and playing bars for five dollar cover charges and and then and then that kind of fizzled a little bit and then garcia passed away Mm -hmm. and it was like well now what am i going to do i should start playing music again and uh and then bumped into the leftover salmon guys a friend of mine johnny farr was tour managing leftover salmon in the late 90s and it got introduced to those guys and they were super inspiring like what they were doing like i'd only gone to big giant concerts previous you know and then to see this band who was you know selling anywhere from a few hundred tickets to a thousand tickets and cruising around the country and playing this great like mashup of american styles of music it was it was really inspiring to me. And I started working for them, actually taking care of their archive and all their live shows, et cetera. Got to know the band. And then when that band started to slow down, Vince and I, were, Vince Herman and myself, were starting to play some music together. And then a couple of years after Sam and Stop, we started that band called Great American Taxi and spent about 10 years on the road together doing that. And that was kind of when I started to really do it professionally and do the laps around the country and you know, we were at one point probably doing 150 shows oh, a year plus all the travel. And that's where I kind of cut my teeth, so to speak, I'd say. Vince is a Vince is a fucking force of nature. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is a presence. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That guy has one speed and it is pedal to the metal. <laughs> He's still rocking, man. I mean, he did a week of leftover salmon tour and we picked up he he met us for the High Hawks tour last week, jumped right into that and and did another week with us. And then he was going back to Nashville for a couple of days Then he was headed to Montana with Sam. And I mean, the guy has, he just doesn't stop, you it, know? Does it feel I, weird, man? Like, sorry, Apple. Does, does it feel weird to you? Like in all the press that I've read about you guys, they're calling high Hawks a super group. <laughs> yeah. Does that feel weird when, when that's you that they're talking about, like that having <laughs> that kind of label put on the thing, does that put pressure on you? I mean, sure, but it, you know, I mean, it's a goofy term, you know, and like right. we, they, they were doing that to us in, in, uh, in with hardworking Americans yeah, totally. too, you know, and like, it's like, man, we just, we're a band. We just want to be a band, you know, like <laughs> and, and really with the high Hawks, I would say really that whole, pro- this whole project came together. We had all been threatening each other for years backstage at music festivals and running into each other at shows that we were going to do a, do a band together and I, so i like to say we're super buds or super you know super yeah. friends super that's, friends that's yeah i like that 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 works go, go for like, it apple oh i was just saying when we were when we were talking about vince I, I also watched last night and like the entirety the show you guys did i think it was february this year in boulder oh that would have been that was so that was that was actually our first show apple so that was okay. uh, end of october 2019 Oh, oh okay. That goes back a little. Okay, just, just the energy yeah, and that in that. The very first show, and there's a record, a video of the whole thing. Go figure. You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about without a net. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a great show, and then you then then you add Tim into the mix with that fiddle, and I mean, it's oh. just amazing. And I love to like watching that. I, I got to see you know the the everybody kind of takes turns 
you know, Vince is up there front, but everybody kind of takes turns singing. There's different yeah. stuff going on and Tim switching instruments and there's a lot going on. And it was, it was amazing to watch that show. It's a big gumbo, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of powerful characters and, and, and personalities in that band, but it's really cool. Cause we're just all buds and, and all have just massive amounts of respect for one another. And it just, it really works that, that chemistry we have as friends really translated to everything we're doing with this band. And it's, yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's, you know, if you want, you can, you can crack open a beer and sit back and the rest of the band can, can keep the car. <laughs> on the road. That's, that's lucky to find that because I mean, we've talked to a lot of musicians that like, I get the sense that, there's pressure on them to keep the car on the road, so to speak. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, they get up there and, and they're the guy that's got to kind of keep it going. And to find a group of guys to play with that you can kind of just like trust fall into the music with them. That's kick yeah. out. That's and it, and it's a really cool thing too, man, that like that energy comes through in the music itself, you know, cause we feel like that when we're listening, yeah. it's, I, it, I totally agree. And that's really what's driven this whole thing. You know, it's like, we just wanted to do some shows together and we didn't discuss what this, you know, like, Oh, we're going to try to be like this, or we're going to try to sound like this. We like, we all kind of knew that we were right. Like the four people in the band that write songs, we were, we were all mentioned. Yeah. I'm trying to write a few songs for this. Let's see what happens, you know, and et cetera. But, we all showed up at Vince's house in Colorado before that Boulder show, like two, three days before. And, and um, we, we started slinging these songs around that each of us had written and like immediately for one there, Vince and Adam wanted to play electric guitars, which I thought was really cool. Like in a project like this, it's like everybody should try something new if they want. It's not your regular day job, you know, try to be something else. So those guys were playing electrics, which started to define the sound a little bit. And then these songs, like by halfway through the first day, the light bulbs were going off like, wow, there is something synergistically and cosmically happening here between this material, mm-hmm. between the lyrics, between the sound that was developing within a few hours. It was like it just became a living, breathing thing right away and was really connecting on a lot of levels. And by the end of the first day, it was like, well, obviously we're going to have to make a record with all these songs, you know? So it was right away. The light bulbs went off. So, so that show from October, you guys only played together for the first time, three or four days before you went on stage. I think it was two days Apple, two days rehearsal at at Vince's and and all new original material. We were, we were cramming. It was like finals, you know, it was like, we we get our act together really quickly. In, so I was watching a post you guys did on Instagram and it, I think it's the video for, is it called mountain, the mountain song? Is that? Yeah. yeah there's singing a mountain song. There's a video that's got a lot of photographs that. and shots and stuff from shows. Yeah. So at least to me, man, like the, the photographs that were chosen to go with that really underscore and illustrate the lyrics of that particular song. Um, cool. and, and to me, f- what I saw was there's a really heavy spiritual thing going on with you guys. There, there's something really pure going 
through that music and and the things that you guys did to get those pictures are not you know it wasn't you guys in a recording studio the whole time it was around a fire and like in a canyon and you know yep. that kind of stuff and is that part of the process for you all the time chad is that is that your bag or or was this special for high hawks Oh, I think all of us approach music like that. It's a very spiritual group of guys, you know. Um, they all, you know, we all laugh. We're all lifers, you know. I wrote a, um, well, so singing a mountain song, really part of that song um, was a little bit of an homage to Jeff Austin, you oh, know, shit. who we lost from Yonder Mountain String Band. And, um you know, I saw Vince mentor those those Yonder Mountain string band guys. Yonder Mountain was starting up around 99, right when Vince and I started to become really good friends. I actually met Jeff Austin at, at Vince's 40th birthday party in like, I think it was 2000 or, or something. And uh, um, seeing that whole scene, that whole community in Colorado, you know, that 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 community of 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 players and bands we have there. It's, it's a really special thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I kind of was trying to speak to that in that song. Um, you know, that the, the kind of ethos of we're all in this together. And when you get a band to buy in to doing that and can develop that trust and, and, and know that you're supported up there on stage by this group of guys that I've, feel like that's really when liftoff can happen and, and really magical stuff can start to happen. And, and you get the audience included in that too. And then boy, it's like the sky's the limit, you mm -hmm. know, the, the, the space is the limit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, when that comes together, that synergy, I guess is what it is. Something yeah. bigger than the sum of the parts starts happening. And, oh, yeah. and we start a having group. a really, different experience than just being at a show you know and absolutely it's the it's the glue that's kept me running back for 30 plus years and and you know it covid really took a gave me a gut punch you oh, know yeah. where where all this is concerned it it fucked me up man like yep I, I mean i realized how important it was and i knew that like that was my church i knew that i knew that that was my spot but yeah. the depth that that i like grieved over the loss of being able to be with the community and you guys was really fucking hard man and um yeah I, i'm curious for you how how did you weather the storm man everyone was feeling that you know um and at first it was just like like everyone, no matter where, what line of work you're in, I think we all, you know, had kind of like frozen time there for a, for a month or two. Like, what is going on? Like, mm -hmm. this was, I, of all the shit I've worried about in my life, a worldwide <laughs> pandemic was never on the bingo. <laughs> yeah, I was not on the list, no. <laughs> Fuck. So no. it took a couple months, you know. Um, we had, we, we, we literally, we had done this record in like, two sessions in Denver, one five day session, then another two day session to just wrap everything up. And that two day session was right at the end of February, like literally a week or two before everything hit pause. And uh, so we, 
we were like still working on mixing the record and, and doing some of that stuff in those early days. And then for me personally, I, I was lucky enough to, um, you know, after testing started to become widely available, et cetera, I, 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 cause I produced some albums too. So I got, I got asked to co- go do a couple records and produce a couple albums. So that was really like a great, at least creative outlet and still being able to get together with some musicians and like create and make music and have that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been tough on everybody and the musicians, the bands, they feel the same exact way you guys do. You know, everybody's had a big old chunk of their hearts missing, you know, and yeah. um it was it was rough, man. It 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 yeah. I mean, talk about not normally being a depressed person, but uh, that that whole thing. Like, it, I I've talked to so many people who just slipped into a depression because they just they didn't have their mojo anymore. You know, yeah. it kind of had evaporated. <clears throat> yeah, we're really fucking fortunate here, man. Like. We, we we didn't know what we were gonna do. It was like we're we're a live music podcast. We were just starting to blow up. We we're yeah, we were start we were, we were scheduled to go all kinds of festivals and everything like that. And then it's taken away and like Aaron, we call him our conductor because he does all the technical stuff and everything. we're like, What the hell are we gonna do? Yeah. And then it slowly turned into something pretty incredible because then we got a chance to talk to artists that we're at home instead of yep. being on the road. It was always like, you know, where are you at? I don't know. We're somewhere between <laughs> Philly and fucking, I don't know. You know, I, I don't yep. know. It's craziness out here on the road and would be tired. And then we got them at home. Like the one that really sticks out is talking to Dave schools from oh, home. And he was so excited for the first time in years to be home when the peach tree yep. fruited. And he was like, my wife didn't have to save me. And he actually got to pull a peach off my tree because yep. I wasn't on the road for the first time. And, he could remember so we got to get to like oh, yeah. like you now you're like sitting at home we got artists yeah. not on the road and everybody like that depression we all kind of went inside of ourselves and had to search yeah. and that ended up being a good thing too that was like therapy we all took care of our homes we took care of ourselves it lasted a lot longer than anybody <laughs> yeah, thought dude. it was going to all these little yeah. like like it, we we kind of compared it to like you know like a bad acid trip and, and like that, like being in like almost junior high, like you were looking forward to something. We got so used to disappointment. We quit planning on things. We knew things weren't going to happen and quit getting our hopes up. But now we've made it through. And like this, you guys released this album. It's opening up around the country. Live music's coming back. We're scheduled yeah. to go. Our first shows are going to be at Horning's Hideout. You know, there's not going to be the String Summit, but there we're going to see Yonder. And we're going to see green sky bluegrass. The it's like a welcome, yep. like a total welcome home, total welcome home After reunion. You know, yeah, yeah. dude, I, absolutely, it's healing. We just the Highhawks just played five shows last weekend and last week, and uh, man, it was like just everybody was bursting at the seams with energy. You know, it was it was awesome. All the shows were sold out and. People were just, I mean, it was an all-time high. It was great. You know, it was, in some ways, it was like, well, this was kind of worth the wait. You know, here's here's the big oh, payoff. So okay. it felt really good. It's, it's a trip, too, because, like, a big part of our journey has been psychedelic exploration during all of this, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, even that kind of 
got put on hold during quarantine. We we took a couple of journeys, but for the yep. most part, not so much. It was very strange. And like the, the feeling that I got towards the end of it was like, look, man, you see how important this thing is. You need to approach this differently. When you go back, you need to look at this thing for what it is instead of what you want it to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely going with the, with an intention to, to like, I don't know, man, bring some kind of medicine to the community because we fucking need it, dude. It's, it's tough. Yeah. We're, we're, I think this is this, this virus thing, this pandemic, it's been a really big part of a, I almost want to say like a great awakening that's happening. You know, I I think people will look back at this time period and where we evolved to from this consciously, you know, I think, um, I think it's going to be a a big marker in, in the timeline of, of human existence. You know, we're, we're, I think we're all going to be better for this in the end. I got to agree in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. We said kind of, kind of like it's like a Renaissance coming out of this, Mm -hmm. like a rebirth Renaissance. Everybody's got their shit together and we know who we are. Homes in order time to get back to love, kindness and making the world an awesome place. Yep, and take care of the planet too. You yes. know, I think I feel like we're already uh, we're already making strides. Um, you know, bigger strides in this past year or so towards responsibility and sustainability of of Mother Earth. You know that it seems to have accelerated recently, and I I, I think that's great because we're running out of time, you know, so it's, it's time to, to fix this and get the train back on the tracks to, to doing right by this, this, this big ball we spin around on. Yeah. It, I think, I think for me, like the, the biggest message that I've taken away where that's concerned is like, I always looked at myself as like part of the planet. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't, I didn't think that I was separate, but, I'm like a person on the planet and I recently man I've I've started seeing things a little differently like it's all the same fucking thing. It's all one thing. I am not separate from any of it. It's all moving around me. It's like being in a swimming pool or in the ocean. You're fucking in it, buddy, and you're part yeah. of it. And we're all we're all tied together. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like mycelium, you know. It's all <laughs> it's all networked together. Yeah. Totally. And the musicians part in that is is huge dude like what you guys bring is and i'm talking about you specifically you guys is is this rootsy vibe of happiness and like it's it's really special dude and and i love the fact that lyrically it's not um not too on the nose but if you're paying attention you catch it you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely i think that was you know at first when we were putting the high hawks together we had a couple conversations like no one and no one no one in the music business is actually taking a stand and really like speaking to things that need to be spoken to like you know like the bands of the 60s used to do we need to someone needs to do that you know and then but then too like 
while we were having those conversations and then like that song bad bad man on the album yes. that Vince wrote like that's 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 probably the most literal straight ahead addressing it um but but then it was like you know what though it's like things are so divided and we need to be part of a solution and bringing people together so let's let's address some of this stuff but then let's also bring a message of unity and a message of we're all in this together and that it's going to take all of us to fix this, you know? And, and so that's kind of where things started to head. And, and we, we actually have, have had conscious, uh, you know, literal conversations about that when we're performing too, of just like, let's bring people together and offer some hope too. You know, I think oh, yeah. that's important uh, as performers and entertainers, like bring that to the table too, and, and offer people that that's a way we can all come together. You yeah. know? And I think, too, that's part of that awakening that you're talking about is, I mean, not that that wasn't a thing prior to all of this, that artists and musicians and stuff weren't thinking of that in their forefront of their consciousness. But I think it's a little more towards the front of the room, if you know what I'm saying, like that, that thing mm -hmm. has gotten moved up on the board, like, oh, shit, we could actually fuck this all up irreparably. So we need to fucking fix things uh -huh. in our, yeah. in our way. And yeah. The th I've been paying attention to you for a while, man. Like I, hard work in Americans are very special band for me. Like that's like my, um, I listen to them when I'm by myself. That's, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's my, that's my shit. Yeah, and, absolutely. There's some very personal stuff in that music from Todd's heart, you know, but also that was a, there was a reason for that band to come together too. I think just, really everybody in that band at that point when it came together we were all a little fractured and looking for something else and looking for something that we all needed and we found medicine in that and that was mm. another situation where it's like and not even all of us knew each other when we showed up at the studio at bob weir's tri studio oh, there the really? first day but immediately like it was like whoa you know like the the art the hair on everybody's arms was standing straight up and it was big goosebumps and like whoa, there's, there's an energy and a power here from all of us being together there. And, and then after conversations and once we started touring together and we really got to know each other intimately, it was like, oh, wow, we're, we're all kind of coming from the same place here and we all needed this band. So does it, I mean, I guess it's true with, with everybody, but for you guys, have you found that that's the norm for you? Like, when you're putting a band together or you're producing an album or you're, you know, writing music or whatever, that that's the thing that ends up being the thing that you needed for that moment. Yeah. I, you know, I, that, I think that's why like in the jam scene, these people are there because it's like, it's like all about just be here now, you know, and like, let it flow through, you know, and just be kind of a conduit and a, and a conductor to this energy that's and, and and these things that are out there in the universe and try to capture it and and focus it down a, a certain path you know to to reach other people or just to bring i think it starts with doing it for ourselves you know it's yeah. therapy we all need it first Fuck. and foremost and and if, if, if the right intentions behind it then then i think people can latch onto that and relate to it you know it's mm -hmm. like 
it's not forced. It's totally organic. And, and that's for me is always a key word in, in, in anything I'm doing musically or really anything in life. I like to just follow wherever the universe is tugging me and whatever organically seems to be bubbling up, just latch onto that and ride it as far as it'll go. You know? <laughs> well, that, that's that's what's so exciting about that. Like this, the, like the high Hawks, all the groups you've been in going to like festivals where, you know, like a dozen or more of your favorite bands are going to be, you don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what the artists don't know what's going to happen. It's like walking yep. into a mystery school. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like I know all these cats that I love listening to are here. Yep. You don't know who's going to join who on stage, what's yep. going to happen. And to me that carries on like what the grateful dead started. Like I remember, I remember being one of those people before we were into the day. It's like, how can you listen to the same band over and over? Why are you collecting bootlegs? It's the same song. And it's like, no, once you no, get no, it, no. it's like, it's never the same. It's completely organic. The band, the listener, nobody yeah. knows where it's going. And that is so special in this world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like someone like Vince Herman too, uh, being on the road with him for many, many years now, like he'd, he'd religiously, like as we'd roll into a town, grab the local newspaper, you know, read about what was happening in town. And, and a lot of times end up tying something in that he read in that paper that day, you know, into the night and, and make everything as relatable and connected as possible. And, and uh, that, a lot of magic in, into what you were saying, Apple, like those festivals where, you get your friends to sit in and sometimes the sit in doesn't go great. But like when you catch lightning in a bottle and you get that right sit in, like Tim Carbone sits in with your band and actually sets the place on fire with a <laughs> 10 minute, you know, hair raising back, grab you by the scruff of your neck fiddle solo. Like that's, that's the stuff that's just like where time starts to stand still too, yep. you yeah. know, and, and just being in that moment, it's, it's pure magic. We, I had never seen Railroad Earth, and um, I think it was New Year's 2018 going into 19. They played at the Roseland here in Portland. And sure. I, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I just went. And I left that show with my jaw on the fucking floor, man. I, I, I was like, I have seen a lot of heavy psychedelic shit go down in my life. That was one of the trippiest, coolest things I have ever seen, was that yeah. man jamming on that fiddle that night like, yeah oh yeah that's a <laughs> huge powerhouse yeah tim tim is a is a very spiritual dude like he he ended up uh, uh it's it's really interesting because i hear it all the time in his playing uh I, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe 25 years ago or something like that. He had randomly been asked to go with this band that he hadn't played with or anything. I think they were friends of his or one of the people was a, one of the people in the band were a friend of his. And they they invited him to come to India with them. And he went on this tour for like a month in India with this band. Oh, wow. And and you know because i've always heard this eastern kind of sound in in tim's fiddle at points and like he'll get into these kind of like raga places too mm -hmm. with his fiddle it's like it's meditational you know and I, I asked him one time after he was telling me that story and how that all happened i'm like well then did you study indian music you know after you had had that experience etc he's like no man he's like just from spending that month there which was like a life-changing trip i believe for him 
he, that just seeped into him. And, you know, there's notes and modes and things he plays that is so Eastern hemisphere and like Indian at its core. And it's just, it just by osmosis and him being open to everything that just, it just seeped in and he pushes it out now, you know? Wow. I mean, that, that speaks to the power of, of the Raga and all that, like that for it to just attach to your DNA, like you're yep. over there and it's just like, Oh, I'm, I'm hitching a ride with this cat. I'm, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. that's fucking cool, yeah. man. And it's it, powerful. Yeah. You know, talking about being a conduit for that thing and, and riding that wave when it happens, that's not something that you just wake up one morning, you roll out of bed and you're like, okay, I'm doing this thing now. Hmm. Like, <laughs> we've all had somebody that like either showed us the ropes and taught us the rules of the road, kind of took us under their wing. Was there somebody like that for you that kind of mentored you in, in that vein? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, I think a lot of it just came from going to the grateful dead school, you know, yeah. and, and going to a ton of those shows and listening to just endless hours of that band and, and reading about that band. I mean, I've probably read every biography, every interview, you know, like I just, I can't get enough of like hearing Bob Weir or Garcia or Mickey Hart or any of those guys speak to, you know, their methodologies and their philosophy and their, their worldview and how they approach music. That, that was a big part of it. And then, like I said, when I met leftover Sam and that was a big inspiring thing. And I was actually closer friends with Mark Van, the, the banjo player who, who we lost way too early. Yeah. Um, he, he was a big influence. And then Vince and I really learned how to like be out on the road and, and be an entertainer and, and be in a band and do that whole thing by, by hanging out with Vince and hitting the road with Vince. He was a, he was a big part of that, you know? Um, and then a handful of years later, I, it's just unbelievable because never in my life, as much as I knew probably since age 13 that I wanted to play music, never in my life would I have ever dreamed up being on stage with any of those guys in the grateful dead. And, and at this point I've been blessed to have played with Billy Kreutzman a few times. I've played with Bob Weir, um, played with Vince Welnick, uh, a couple shows where we opened for him and he played with us. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just surreal really. Yeah, no, and to be here and doing have, haven't had those experiences. I, I wonder, like, from your perspective, so you were a dead fan first and then playing with them, you know, and you, you get on the stage with those cats. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. You've been on stage hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times before that, but then it's that day. Away, apart from the nerves underneath that, is it a different thing? happening when you're, oh, when you're okay you get where i'm coming absolutely. from right okay and 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 the grateful i mean and i've gotten to play with like 
dudes from little feet and right. other just you know the greatest of the greats and 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 but i'll tell you what uh, and phil lesh i got to play one night at lock in with him we had phil and dave schools and mike gordon it was based oh, on uh, <laughs> for all playing with hard-working americans for this little vip late night thing but all the dead guys um there is a different level and and rhythmically with billy there was a totally different level i would say with richie hayward though we got to play with richie hayward the drummer from little feet a couple times and it was a similar experience but then bobby weir and phil lash harmonically and musically what those guys did and the experience i had the little bit i've had to be able to play with them it was it was unlike anything else i've ever done and and really like I, I felt like I had a lot more to learn after being on stage with those guys because they were doing things musically and harmonically and building things in a way that I hadn't ever really been a part of yet. Oh, so wow. um, it was like, oh, there's a long way to go here. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, think about the, the glue that's been cemented between them just the, by the sheer number of hours playing together not to mention all the trips they took in the early days, like just going as far out as you could possibly go and still maintaining a, a semblance of cohesiveness in the music. Mm -hmm. And just like, just like the Ragas coming home with Tim, like they brought yeah. psychedelic space back with them through the music and it kind of fused into them. So it makes sense that that would, I always wondered that like getting on stage with, with Bobby or, or Phil, yeah. it's gotta be like a, standing there with a lightning rod they've they've developed their own language you know um and they all learn to play together too so they right. develop this language together that's it's a grateful dead language you know it, it, it's it's familiar but it's also their own thing it's a, it's a very unique thing that they all do and what they do together you know um it was interesting after um Oh, I, I can't remember if it was after that, you know, Fairly Well shows and then Dead and Company was starting or if it was like, I can't remember uh, how it all clicked. But but uh, one of those side one of those side bands kicked up, you know, and and one of them will further didn't have the Rhythm Devils. Right. Mm -hmm. And and dead in company and and then also the fairly well shows had the rhythm devils had billy and mickey you know and i one night i sat there and, and listened to a, a scarlet begonias that further had done and and then had had listened to a scarlet begonias that um i think it was at fairly well and then also listened to one from dead and company right and trying to figure out where what's the biggest part of that formula to really make it feel like Grateful Dead music. And, and honestly, I ended up in a place with it, that it was Billy and Mickey and that polyrhythmic thing mm. that they do, you know, because there's just something about that, the way that that moves and, and builds that foundation. That to me is, is very Grateful Dead. And those guys too are like so spiritually deep into what they dig into rhythmically. It's going back like, centuries you know mm -hmm. way deep the ancestors kind of like native americans you know and their drum circles and how they 
they try to tap into their their ancestors it's 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 it moves through a different space and time continuum i feel like yeah no i agree 100 percent. and and going going to shows and having the experience during drums you know of like dancing through drums i before i knew any of what you're saying right now that they were like students of that i was having Mm -hmm. that experience and then second guessing it afterwards and being like was I just really high? Did that really happen? And then finding out later that that was the fact that that was what was really going down. It's like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> caught on, caught on to that one. Yeah, yeah. It it's a, uh, it's really special what they have brought. And I always wonder. This may be a really dumbass question, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that sometimes. Do you do you think that the current state of the like? Americana bluegrass, jamgrass, the whole scene that you're a part of. Do you think that even exists now without them? No, I mean that that you know that I always say that like it was so heartbreaking when Garcia checked out, but what has bloomed and blossomed from those seeds that that band planted? I mean, it's it's absolutely wild you know what what has come of it all this whole festival culture and all these jam bands and 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 i mean and and then all these these people that still serve those songs and play grateful dead music too you know i mean i was reading that book uh he's a he's a uh san francisco uh the the san francisco chronicle rock journalist for decades i can't remember his name now or the title of the book it's a fairly recent book he was a little harsh in some of it, especially towards Phil Lesh. But um, one of the things that really blew my mind in that book was he was he was talking about um, and he was on the inside of a bunch of this stuff and how Phil discovered after Jerry died, you know, when when he started to do Phil and Friends, that there were like the, there, there was this whole community of people that had dead cover bands and knew this music inside and out and could play this music, you know, and then he started to discover and play with these people. And it was just mind blowing to him to see what was already out there at that time. And this was in within a few years of them stopping, you know, and, and now what it's become, it's just, it's wild. And, and not, yeah, this, our scene would not exist without them. I mean, they're, they're, they're the grandfathers of oh, it all. Right. I mean, well, that's what we say. Who else? Who else has a, a tribute cover band in every city, every country in the <laughs> totally world? The, you know, it's amazing the music. And then we feel like we talked about that too. Like that's our first of all, Phil for what he has done since you know Garcia checked out with Terrapin Crossroads. Right? What he has nurtured and continued to give a platform mm-hmm. for. Every young yeah. music, so many people that have come through Terrapin are now yeah. part of the group and everything. And then we just yeah. felt we went to the Chicago shows for fairly well. Um, that's awesome. kind of fun. That's where me and Aaron kind of actually became. We 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 always kind of listened to Fish, and they were kind of like on this. It was all about the Grateful Dead. But then we mm-hmm. saw those fairly well shows with Trey and everything. Like, it, we were like, oh, so now here, here we are years later, still delving back through 30-something years of fish music. It's one of our yep. favorite shows to go to because it's one of the sure. greatest parties on earth like Grateful Dead was. But yep. we, we saw like a, a resurgence of music, almost like Aaron said, like a passing of the torch of 
those guys passing on like, hey, here you go, guys go forward, yep. let's keep this love going. And we've seen yep. such a resurgence and new bands that have come out since Fairly Well. And it's just Absolutely. stronger than ever. Absolutely. And, you know, at those Grateful Dead shows, too, it was like, I mean, I, I think I know part of part of what they were up to. They, they, they played those shows with virtually no covers, which is strange for a Grateful Dead show um, because, you know, they were the world's greatest cover band in some ways, too. But, right. you know, I think it was a lot of licensing stuff because they knew they were filming all those shows, et cetera. But that aside, what was so awesome was like all three nights, they were so deep into their catalog and into these, you know, deep cuts on their records mm -hmm. from their entire history. And people in most of that stadium probably hadn't even seen the real Grateful Dead, yeah. you know, at least mm -hmm. half of the people there. And these people are singing these songs at the top of their lungs, you know, like <laughs> songs like Debris Diamond Blues, yeah. just these really old, you know, like. Right nuggets that that not aren't in the mainstream of even the grateful dead ethos and it just spoke to oh man to me that was just really spoke to the power of that band and like the giant american songbook they created you know and now yeah. like it's just part of our fabric there, there's 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 new generations of deadheads every generation that comes up it's such a trip it's such a trip to be i'm turning 50 this year and like to have seen it come around a couple of times now is like, yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. It's not going away. The music really does never stop. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, that I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. But in Chicago too, I will never to the, the day I die. That I mean, 75,000 people chanting, not fade away. Yeah. Dude. And then carrying that out into the parks in the city of Chicago. Oh, yeah. And then to add to it, which I know near and dear to you too cats circles around the sun coming out of that music yep. that, that whole story behind nobody knew including friends of their yep. and that was that kept the groove going that was the birth of something else that came out of that yeah it, it just it, yeah it's an it's amazing it's a, i guess it's, it's just an honor to be a part of mm -hmm. all that and to see it so strong again and getting ready yeah. to blow up again yeah, as we, we come out of this shit that we had to deal with we have no fucking clue what's about to go down man i mean i can feel yeah. i can feel the there's a pulse happening there's something cooking yeah. i don't know yeah. what it the, is the mycelial network <laughs> and, and mother yeah. nature it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's getting yeah. ready to fucking a little go bit down. of a rebirth yeah mm -hmm. there's a lot to come i agree i've been feeling that too and we're feeling that with this high hawks band and that's funny you bring up the cat stuff. I, I remember sitting on a bus and Neil playing some of that stuff. And and I think Neil had kind of met Mark Levy, the drummer, through us because I had asked um, uh, the Congress, which was the band Mark Levy was right. in. They were out of Denver and buddies of mine from that scene. And we, we thought they were just one. They were like a, a pretty small outfit. So it was easy production wise to bring them out as an opener for hardworking Americans. And they really complimented what we were doing in a cool way. It was connected, but it wasn't the same thing. And, and uh, I remember Neil sitting in with that band a few nights. It was, it was really special. And then those guys went off and, and made that, that just amazing body of work. That was that first, you know, material for those fairly well shows. It was just, and on that all came from Justin Kreutzman who shot a film about, 
right. hardworking yeah. Americans. Our the guy that owns our that own the label that put out all that hardworking American stuff, George Bodecker, is the founder of Crocs. This guy's <laughs> just an absolute like he is a he's he's from another planet, man, and and he's just got all these wild ideas, and he's like pitching to us. He's like, well, you know, the band they filmed their last show and called it the last waltz. What if we filmed the first show and we called it the first waltz? And we're like, dude, you are crazy. Hey, you know? Let's do it. And we went for it, yeah. and it's amazing. And Justin just did an, an amazing job uh, filming that all and directing it and editing it. He did it all, you know, and, yeah. and, and he filmed the whole, a bunch of the sessions at TRI when we were making the record too, because he had that place wired for those, you know, of course the grateful dead, the pioneers, they are, they were the ones that started live streaming shows, you right. know, of course. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. They're, they're pioneers in, in so many ways. So what happens, what happens now for high Hawks? Are you headed out on a tour? What's going down, man? Um, we're working on more dates. You know, we, we got one date yet this month in Vail on June 22nd, a big free show at the Gerald Ford Amphitheater, part of this, uh, um, summer, hot summer nights concert series. And that was great because it was a Tuesday night. So it was easy to like have everybody available for that. Um, the scheduling thing is really tricky. We're going to be going up to Alaska for a date. There's a festival up there, Salmon Fest that, I've been a part of since it began um, and it's been, you know, to stop this pebble mine that they've been trying to do up there. And, and I've, I've played just about every one of them and just love the people up there and they love all the, all the guys in this band have played in other bands up at this festival. So we lucked out and everybody can go up to that in August. We're trying to put maybe a few Colorado shows together. We want to do a West coast run. We need to do a Northeast run. There's you got to come up to Portland. Uh, yeah, Portland stop definitely. It's just we got to find the time. I think December and January are probably going to be the 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 biggest chunks we find here. It's going to be a little bit, but that's all right. I mean, we're, we don't want to force this thing. We want this thing again to just yeah. be organic and be able to do what it is. But we're all really in love with this thing and super happy about it, and 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 want to do a lot of it. And we're already talking about another record, okay. so. This, okay. this is just the beginning of it all. It's a, it's a really cool thing to like, to be a fan of the music. And when stuff like this comes out, it's, it's so, it's feels so good. And it's exciting because you know that like something beautiful has been born, but you don't know exactly what it's going to be later yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be able yeah. to like see it and watch what happens, the progression is, is really cool, man. And, and you know, yeah. not for nothing, brother it's really cool to meet you like you it's, it's nice to talk I'm, to I'm other so people that to. know what's up and can talk the talk and you know absolutely i can't wait till we're all hanging at a festival together oh shit yeah. it's on right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking on we're gonna have a good time you guys yeah and yeah. I, yeah i can't wait to take in some music with you guys and just hang it's it's been a real pleasure uh right on brother get, Oh, you guys, and yeah, we're talking the same language here. So kin kindred spirits and souls. Feels good. Well, I wanted to yeah. go back to one thing in the beginning to where we were talking about the High Hawks and everything, which is this is also to our listeners out there. You guys need to go watch the videos they put together. I sure. love the one with Vance, you know, or the part the talk about that because yeah. it, it's it's fun, but it's also very serious. 
the mm-hmm. lyrics and everything he's talking about. But I, I just love the way the video is done, how he's sitting there and then the superimposing, and then he splits into <laughs> two of him, four of him. It was to, it's it's fun, but but heavy and and needed. It, it was yeah. how I felt about that one and and the entire album. I just th- yeah. thank you guys for your hard work and for doing what you do to make us like. It's the soundtrack to our lives, all yeah. of us. You guys, For us. It, it's like a can't be a good movie without an amazing soundtrack <laughs> to fucking groove along right. to. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, out. Hey, hey, Chad. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I always put a song at the beginning and the end of of the yeah. of the episodes. Um, sure. If you had to pick one, what would it be? I'll pick the other one. I want you to pick one. Wow. Um. You know, maybe because of the, the I think uh, kind of the way this conversation went, and although it's like completely different musically from the rest of the album, maybe Blue Earth might be a cool, a cool song okay. to, to put on this. You got it. I'll, uh, I will make sure that happens, man. And uh, cool. until we, till we meet in person, take care of yourself, brother, and stay well. Absolutely, yeah. you guys, and stay in touch. I don't know if we have each other's emails or anything, but through Marie or whatever, let's let's get Work let's get. Out. I'll send I'll send you my 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 info. Cool. All right. That bro. way we can communicate and stay in touch. And yeah, I I can't wait till we're we're hanging together somewhere. You got it, man. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Yeah, Take care of yourself. Thank you so brother. much. Give your Take give our you love to all the brothers in the band, man. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> can't wait till we're all hanging. Take, Take care. care. Man. All right. Bye bye. And the tears keep falling down, falling.
met a new friend yeah we yeah. made a friend chad chad that uh, that thank you chad that was yeah, an amazing chad. conversation again that went so quickly i looked and i was that like fuck it's we're already been a, yeah that's happening more and more where time just goes it's like oh we could go for two three hours and just keep having fun hanging <laughs> out hanging out together it's it, it's such a peculiar cool thing to uh, ain't nothing like a deadhead is is I'll just say that. Like yeah. When, oh, yeah. when you meet another Grateful Dead fan that that's like in it. It's immediate kinship. And and the, you could just, you, you speak the same language and it's the energy of the person is so familiar. It's the weirdest thing. Yes. Yeah. It's familiar. It's, it's a, it's, it is, it's, we're all, well, that's sort of the mycelial net. We're all connected. We're all one thing. We're all in this together. Sometimes that gets forgotten, and this is this, this music, this scene. People like Chad, it just it, it's amazing. 
I love what forces that the one thing that he said in in that conversation that stuck with me that I I can't wait to put to the test is when he said, you know, we got on stage, you know, after all this. And like, I got to say, like, I feel like it was kind of worth the wait. Yeah. I, I hope that I hope I feel like that. (laughs) I really hope I feel like that, man. I think we will. I think we will. This is the, and it's, and it's stronger than ever because it's been like anything like that. It's like, it's like shaking up a soda bottle with the cap on that pressure is building and that's got to go somewhere. It's getting ready to just. Mm. Well, here it comes. If if you haven't been coerced, cajoled, or talked into listening to High Hawks yet, something wrong with you. You (laughs) no, go listen to them, you guys. They're this is really special what they've put together, and it's it's good medicine. It's uh, and it's fun too. Not to not to mention fun. Can't yeah. forget fun. Fun is important. Yeah, like that bowl. I, I highly suggest, as I always suggest, go to YouTube and watch that. That blows me away because I forgot the date that they they only played together two to three days before that show and then got on stage. At, I think it was the Fox Theater in Boulder. And it, it looks, I mean, obviously these cats have a lot under their belts yeah. with other bands. But to get together and just in a couple days and get up on stage and it's like they've been playing together forever. It's It's a great show. And Vince is really fun to watch. You yeah. got to get Vince on the show. Yeah, Vince is really fun to watch. And then Tillich, we all were just saying there, Tim on that fiddle. Is, yeah. All right. Well, everybody, you know what? We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. I promise we yes, will. Yes, we will. I There will be another episode next week and the week after. And Mel yeah. will be back in the seat. Yeah. Mm. We, miss, we miss Mama Bear. Yeah. We do. I do. I know I do. I'm going I going to pick her up from the airport. I don't today. think Darwin does though. Oh Darwin, no, he's, just, he's the dog could care less. He's staring at the chair right now, just sad, staring at the wheel on the chair, missing his mom. <laughs> you guys take care of each other. Love y'all and uh, smile at a stranger because you can, because a lot of us don't have to wear masks anymore. And um, you know, hydrate and safety third. And we'll all be seeing each other at shows coming. very soon. Here we come. Here we go.
Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.